Welcome to The Course Consultant Show, where customer experience and retention bring more revenue and profit into your business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact on your course customers with better curriculum and sustainable processes, you're in the right place. This episode was brought to you by the Recurring Revenue Membership. If you're looking to grow your online course, coaching program, or business, then you'll want to join us for our upcoming networking events and get access to our searchable online business directory. To learn more about the Recurring Revenue Membership and the Course Collaboration Directory, learn more by clicking over to the link in the description. Now back to the show. I am so, so, so thrilled to be bringing on a guest expert when it comes to growing your list, growing your sales, and growing your leads. Because there's often so many times when people are out there trying to hustle on social media, trying to knock down doors, to get more leads. But is there an easier and faster way to go about it? Well, I'm joined here by a very special guest who's going to answer that very same question. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Lex. So let's bring Lex on. Hello, Lex. How are you? So good to see you. What's up, Melody? Great to be here. So Lex, I would love to know for those people who are brand new to what you're doing and what you provide support with. Could you do us a favor and introduce your background, how you got started, and really just talk about this specific topic? How do you land leads without constantly working on your SEO, without trying to hustle, doing more reels, going on TikTok, and trying to get all of the prospects in the door so you can have that amazing party, launch, course, service, product, whatever it is that you're selling? Yeah. Absolutely. So I like to say I'm a former Silicon Valley growth designer turned small business growth marketer. So my background is in tech. I used to be a conversion strategist for startups in the Bay Area. And um, I would grow companies from their inception, pre-launch into scalable companies. And then I also worked with enterprise companies like Nissan and Macy's um, to help them break into new markets or launch new products. And so a lot of what I did um, in Silicon Valley was about experimentation and testing um, methods for reaching audiences and converting them into customers. And so now I specialize in that for solopreneurs. And I'm really focused on helping people get seen and heard online because, as you mentioned, it's a huge game, right? Playing the Google game, playing the Instagram game. It's a lot of work. It's the whole expertise. There are people that specialize in just those two things. And so I'm really focused on helping people who don't have a background in marketing and sales break through and find their audience um, online and off in ways that make sense for them, that are going to be efficient for them, that aren't going to be them having to become a sales expert. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that a lot of the times we focus on trying to do all the things. It sounds like you've been around where other people say, well, I need to be on Instagram doing reels. I need to be on TikTok. I need to be out there constantly prospecting. I need to go knock on doors and sell to people. How do I show up in a way that really works for my business? And I know you mentioned growth designer. That specific title jumped out at me. Could you talk a little bit more about the types of work that you saw that people that you or companies that you worked for before relates to the existing work that you do right now. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So growth designer is actually still a pretty niche term, um, even in Silicon Valley. But um, probably about 15 years ago, we started to see something called a growth practitioner emerge in the Bay Area. So for companies that had, especially companies that had taken venture money, who needed to scale quickly, we saw this specialty emerge of people who focused on how to grow companies um, because it's a skill and because it's challenging, as you well know. And so what a growth designer does is help understand how the design of an experience or a product convert, excuse me, converts people into customers. So um, rather than just focusing on marketing, which a lot of people think of as growth, right? They think I just need to just build awareness and blast it out there to everyone. Um, it actually focuses more on the experience and the retention strategies that you put in place, right? As you know, as a recurring revenue specialist, retention is actually the key to growing your business. So that's the parallel for whether you're a solopreneur or a giant, um, you know, scalable company like Google, you need to be focusing on your retention strategy and how that plays into your virality or your referral strategy so that one sale becomes more sales. I love that. And I really love that you tied that back into retention. And so one of the things that I have a question about is lead quality. So you might go out there and acquire leads, let's say on a paid advertisement platform, such as Facebook, or maybe running ads on, let's say, Google ads. But let's talk a little bit more about lead quality, if you could, and talk, tell me, how do you, maybe someone who's listening out there is a solo entrepreneur or a small business, maybe even they are a brick and mortar company, like a, a, a legal law for, firm or a healthcare, small healthcare clinic. Um, how would you say people who are looking for higher lead quality can really optimize their marketing campaigns to ensure that they're getting the most out of any one paid traffic or B organic traffic or other alternative ways to really generate quality leads. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the big insights that, that I had as a growth practitioner for, for startups and scalable companies, you know, fast growing companies is that it really comes down to a, a detailed understanding of your audience. And that same thing is true, whether you're, a solo shop or a small business, um, a small team. And so really getting in the head of your audience, what is the language that they're using? How do they describe their pain points? What are they looking for? Are they actively looking for a solution like yours? Are they in a research mode where they need to learn more before they're ready to buy a solution? Um, understanding the language that they're using, understanding where they're showing up online, who they're looking at, um, all of those things play into whether or not you're going to get high quality leads. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make at all size companies is not being clear on that target, right? It's a really, it's a really big missed opportunity to not understand who you're targeting and to really hone in on their mindset and their language. And if you can do that well, you can actually reach them and beat your competition. Yes, I'm just consuming all of this good information you're sharing, Lex. So would you say that a lot of that has to do with market research? How would you actually support somebody who comes to you to say, I need to really work on identifying the key messages or determining where my audience is really showing up so that I can generate higher quality leads? 
Yeah, I like to use a practice called customer development, which is actually um, something from Silicon Valley, a venture capitalist named Steve Blank pioneered this concept. And it's the idea that you grow with your customers. So you identify your prospects early on in your business, um, pre, pre-launch, pre right? Pre, pre-going to market even. And you grow with them by building relationships with them. You start by identifying the problem that you're solving and you reach out to people who you believe have that problem. And you start having conversations in depth about the problem that they're having, the situations they're in, the scenarios they're facing. And you use that to understand the language they're using, where they're showing up, whether or not they're looking for solutions, how badly they're looking for those solutions, how much they're willing to pay for those solutions. Um, And you start to grow your business around that, around your customer conversations. I don't think of it necessarily as market research. You could put it in the market research bucket. I think of market research as um, a little bit more surface than that. And I think the beauty of a, a strategy like customer development is that it it leads really well into a marketing strategy. So it's not just a research strategy, it's actively a networking strategy as well, right? So if you start understanding the problem that people are facing and you start contacting those people and having those rich discussion, those discussions, you build relationships with them that you can then parlay into customer relationships. And um, that I think is, is some of the ways that you can get some of that language. I also do think that you can pay attention in groups online. If you're clear on who those folks are, you can start to come up with places you think they might be. And then you can plug into those places online and off and start listening, right? Actively listening for what they're talking about. Right. So it sounds like you're saying that a lot of the times people really need to dig into those meaty problems, understand more about the situation that the customer is facing. And, and you were saying it's market research is really just so broad and it's, it's not giving enough depth of clarity of how you're actually shaping the conversations to get the customer to see, uh, one, provide information to you as the business owner, and then also two, ensuring that what you are going to create or are creating or have created can be improved over time. So it's just, it's beautiful that you've kind of shared that it's an ongoing relationship. It really just doesn't stop at one point in the process. It's cyclical. It's a dynamic relationship that's growing. So we, we talked a lot, Lex, about really identifying that key problem that you are going to help your customers solve. We've talked about growing and understanding what the customer needs But one of the questions I think people have is when it comes to actually marketing the business or really showing up, um, you shared about looking at different platforms and where they're at. What if someone is going to be on Instagram? Should they focus more effort on that platform versus other platforms? Do you have any kind of strategies that you walk people through to grow? Maybe perhaps that are going to be specific to a niche, like a fitness niche or a consultant who, who does public speaking. Yeah. So you, you won't think about where that is showing up. I don't think if your audience is on Instagram, it's worth entertaining Instagram as a strategy. I think the big issue that I have with Instagram is that you're competing with the entire world of Instagram, right? So, global audience, companies with huge budgets, people who specialize in Instagram, it's it's pretty hard to 
um, differentiate and get to the top of the feed there. And it really takes a lot of practice. So to me, the choice of using something like Instagram or even LinkedIn or TikTok, any of the social media platforms, it's about a match between your audience being there and you being able to really find them there, not just hitting blanks out and hoping that they find you, right? Like, you know, you can find them there because they're all there. Um, and you enjoying what it means to play the game of that platform. I think the other thing is, even if your audience is on Instagram, you want to diversify your strategy so that you're not having to keep up with their engagement games because you don't work for Instagram and you don't want to be um, beholden to them. You want a diverse, resilient strategy that doesn't rely fully on them. Okay. So it sounds like what you're saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And I think, so, you know, in the case of my clients, I tend to work with folks who they have a niche, right? They're not just like targeting everyone. I think if you're making jewelry or candles, or maybe you're like a mental health professional, you might find a lot of people on Instagram because that's a wide problem space or a wide solution space. But if you have something kind of specific, it can be hard to find them in that big void. And so for me, I like to focus on places where we know we're, we're really just targeting your buyers. We know they're going to be there and it's mostly going to be them that you're talking to. That's going to be a more efficient use of your time than just like shouting into the void and hoping they hear you. I really love that you said shouting into the void because I just posted on LinkedIn and I was talking about how it can feel a lot like that when you're posting on social media, you're shouting into this void and you want to scream at the top of your lungs and say, I'm here. Where are my people at? And I know that a lot of people are really feeling that stress. Let's, uh, when I talk with a lot of course creators and coaches and small business owners who are consultants, getting in front of their audience and really acquiring leads can be a well, number one can be a huge time commitment for them, especially with platforms constantly changing their algorithms and what kinds of things people need to create to really show up because our attention spans are just so limited. I do have one question related to specifically analytics. If someone was to create a robust strategy with you to really look at the overall comprehensive plan for growth for leads and they were to ask you, how do I know I'm successful? What are some key metrics that you would say are important to look at when they are determining if their goals are on track or something needs to change in their plan? So I like to advise people to make small bets, especially if they're unsure about a certain channel. So, you know, you mentioned Instagram. If people are gonna try Instagram, I think it's important to set parameters for that, right? What's the experiment I'm gonna try here? How long am I gonna do it for? And what is the signal I expect to get back? And that's true for anything, whether you wanna be a podcast guest speaker or you wanna sponsor an event, um, anything that you're doing, you wanna put parameters on it. Here's how long I'm gonna do that for. Here's who I expect to reach and what I expect the result to be. Here's how I know that's working, right? What's the signal that you expect? So a signal can be anything. It can be number of people that sign up for your email list. It can be number of followers. It can be an engagement rate on posts. Um, I tend to go for the sale, right? So I'm really looking for people that are reaching out 
or people that are indicating interest in purchasing something. In the case of a digital course, it's probably someone reaching a landing page or giving an email that indicates they're probably interested in buying. Um, I think that's another thing that's really hard with social media and even with Google is that it's hard to know if those people are in buy mode, right? They can be in research mode or they can just be in like mode. They're not necessarily your buyers. So look for an indication that they're interested in buying. And, and you have to set that for your own business. And I think those metrics are way more interesting than like likes and um, engagement that don't have a ladder up to a sale. Yeah, and it's it's really going to be interesting to see how the algorithms change even over the next six months. It, you know, in, in social media is something that it is constantly evolving. It will never, ever be something that will be, it's done forever. We are going to be just doing this one thing. There's a constant shift for people to hop onto this new trend or to look at a new platform because there will be new platforms in the future. But I love what you're talking about, Lex, about creating a strategy that's not all in one for one platform, but really looking at the numbers, looking at the metrics that matter, because ultimately growing recurring revenue is going to help the bottom line for small business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and those people who have digital products and courses. So when people come to you, I would love to know what do you help people do exactly? And can you talk a little bit more about your services, any products or programs that you offer that really helps to solve this really challenging problem, getting leads and ultimately growing their sales? infrastructure around getting seen and getting sales online, things like lead magnets. Um, I do a little bit of foundational SEO work because SEO can be part of a comprehensive strategy, just like social media can be. Um, and I help people figure out what that diverse set of channels is that they should be relying on and then testing. We also do a lot of work into the retention and referral strategies because those are quick wins for any business and they are critical foundational pieces of any business. And so to that end, I offer what I call one-time boost services, so intensives to help people set those strategies and get that infrastructure set up. I have three different packages. Folks can go to my website to check out. And then I just launched a new program that helps people tra uh, test, track, and tune. So figure out that practice. How do we make those sweats? How do we act that that signal is happening? And what do we tune about the message, the exact audience, or the channel that you're using to reach them? That's awesome. I, I like that. I really wish I had a graphic to kind of highlight that. No, that's really fantastic. Um, what I think is important to see from your conversation and what I am hearing is that there's a deeper understanding of the overall customer life cycle that we really need to be attuned to. And that 
the overall acquisition part is just one part of the entire customer journey. And I, as I listen more to what you're saying, really just helping people see where they can support that customer throughout their relationship with that buyer or that customer, that client, or whatever you want to call them is really going to help the customer, excuse me, the business and customer long-term continue that relationship. And it's so interesting to see how more and more people are creating courses. And I think the economy for courses is a really high value um, industry. However, I do also realize that there's a lot of people out there that really are just creating little digital products and they're not really thinking ultimately about the entire customer journey or they have a product and maybe they want to expand a, a larger digital or info product line and they're not seeing how ultimately the entire customer journey experience looks like for others. And for those folks who have been around me, I love coaches and consultants and course creators. I am absolutely a fan of creating courses, but I think we need to overall look at what do I want my customer to do and how am I going to work with them long-term? And so looking at the entire strategy that you've laid out is so, so helpful. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your program? I... By the way, for those folks who are watching the replay, drop a comment down below and say hashtag replay. I will leave a link down to this program so you can learn more about this. But let's say somebody is just maybe in the fall, they're looking to you to say, I need to look at these numbers. I need to take a look at my benchmarks to really analyze the uh, efficiencies of my campaigns for leads. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, if this resonates with you, I would love for folks to check out my new program so they can go to supereasydigital.com slash growth trackers. That's the program name. Um, and otherwise, if you go if you go there to my homepage, you can browse all my services and get in touch if you're interested in chatting more. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Lex. I am just going to briefly showcase your profile. So I'm going to go ahead and share some really cool features about your profile. So just give me a second here. So for those people who are interested in learning more about Lex, uh, I'm going to bring Lex back in just a second here. But I wanted to show you what this looks like for Lex's profile. So not only can you go to Lex's website, which I will absolutely share, which is right here, you're going to want to go to supereasydigital.com slash growth trackers. Check out this really amazing site. Not only is it chock full of really great information about how to track your metrics effectively for your leads, but also make sure that your messaging is on point and that you're going to get the high quality leads that you really want to work with that are your favorite clients. So a really great program. You definitely want to check this out. Take a look at the information here. And if you have questions, I know Lex, really awesome. Go reach out, ask good questions, right? Because we want to make sure that you find a way to understand more about your needs and then how this program will help. So back to what I was saying about this profile, you can go check this out too. I'm going to leave a link to this profile. Super easy digital. Wonderful name. Love this company name. Check out all the profile links. There's some really great ways for you to contact Lex in case you have questions about collaborations or you're just looking for more inquiries about a service. So let's bring Lex back on here as I gave this shout out. I really appreciate it. So 
Lex, thanks so much for being on today's show. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Any last tips for people who want to be able to generate more leads and sales without hustling on the gram, getting to shake their honey on TikTok? Yeah, my last my last tip would be to make small bets and assess how they're working. Learning fast is the key to success. Learning fast is the key to success. Woo! That was such a good point. I love that. So Lex, thank you so much for joining. I'm going to go ahead and conclude our video with our interview. Hey, and if you liked this video, make sure that you're joining me to subscribe. I'm going to be doing some more interviews with coaches, consultants, and course creators for inside of my online business directory. And if you're not already a part of it, I would love for you to join. If you're joining us live or maybe watching the replay, I do have upcoming events. One of those events is the referral party. And that is a great place for you to meet these other coaches, consultants, and course creators because networking with intention will result in more revenue when you do it efficiently. And so when I created this event, I know a lot of people are saying, let's hop on coffee chats. And I love that. But if I were to join with a group of talented coaches and consultants and course creators in one room, imagine the possibility of us all growing our recurring revenue together. And ultimately, that's what we're here to do. We're here to lift each other up. We're here to support each other. And if there's a collaboration partnership out there for you, I would hope that you join me on that event. I'm hosting them monthly. And if you can't attend this month's event, make sure that you comment below. I'll make sure to send you the details. I can't wait for you to join. That's it for today's session. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned for the podcast episode coming out soon. And check out Lex's amazing program. I so appreciate your time. Like, comment, subscribe. I would love to know how I can help you grow your recurring revenue. That's it for today. Take care. That's it for today's episode, but the party doesn't stop. If you'd like to learn more about working directly with Lex inside of her coaching programs or services, check out Lex's full profile inside the description. If you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode, join us inside our monthly networking events inside the Recurring Revenue Membership, or join us for a ticket for our next Recurring Revenue Referral Party. That's it for today's episode. I can't wait to connect up with you soon. Chat soon. Bye.